So just before we start this week's episode, I wanted to let you know about a new initiative that I'm going to be doing for the next few weeks. I had a little idea last week that I wanted to support small local businesses run by mums. I thought this would be a great opportunity for people to talk about the businesses that that they run and hopefully give them a platform as opposed to the large online retailers that people normally go to for Christmas presents. So I put this shout out on Instagram. I got loads and loads of people replying, tagging friends. and It was fantastic to see. And I've been introduced to so many amazing new businesses that are being run for mums, run by mums, for mums, I guess. So this week I chose the fantastic, the original Family Collective. And it's a beautiful website. It's a children's toy and homeware store for design conscious parents. And what they do is they bring small businesses and larger brands together as a collective. And then they offer the products that have been designed with conscience and longevity in mind. So if you don't want a house full of plastic and you want your living room to look really stylish, these are the toys and the homeware for you. I've just been looking through their website. It's absolutely beautiful. They've partnered with the Eden Reforestation and pledged to plant a tree with every £10 spent. And all the beautiful wooden toys are made from sustainable rubber wood and they're painted in non-toxic paint. And lots of the skincare is all vegan, so it has no nasties. So Ross Allen, who has set it up, is a mum of three. And she's always had a passion for interior design. And when she had her first child, she felt that this sort of sense of style had been diluted and the house started to change and became full of lots of unnecessary um, stuff for the baby, lots of plastic. I think we can all relate to that. So she's curated these amazing designers and products from homeware to toys to skin products. And it is all so beautiful to look at. So it's all fantastic quality, beautifully designed, manufactured with conscience, and they all have longevity. What she says here, I love this, is starting a family doesn't mean you have to lose your sense of style. In the words of Vivian Westwood, buy less, choose well, and make it last. So I really want to um, give Ross a shout out and make sure that you all check out the originalfamilycollective.com for ideas for Christmas presents. What I loved about it was all the um, wooden toys, the kitchens and the cots and everything. My daughter, I've got three daughters and they would absolutely have loved this. So if you want to use my discount code, it's Kate10, that's Kate, K-A-T-E, 10. And go on there, have a look. And there's some really fantastic options where you'll be actually giving to small businesses, probably mostly run by women as well. So that's Kate 10, and it's the Original Family Collective. The Ambitious Mum Podcast. Different women, different lives, different ambitions. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, and every week I'll be having honest conversations about ambition. You know, I was bored and not getting any satisfaction, not really wanting to get up in the morning. I had a long, hard think about what I love doing, and I absolutely love meeting new people. Motherhood. Just having that space to be adults and together, but not parents and not working, that's really valuable and everything in between. We'll explore how their ambitions and careers have evolved while being a parent, and I'll be digging deep, acknowledging the taboos, the sacrifices, and the sheer grit and perseverance working mums don't talk about. People then look at their life and think, ah, right, okay, so now I want to be with someone, what do I do? Help. 
Hi everyone, welcome back to the Ambitious Mum podcast. I am Kate, more Youssef. Hope you're all been well this week. We are edging towards the end of lockdown. Wow, another lockdown <laughs> nearly done. Hopefully we will come out feeling a little bit more sociable. I don't know how we're all going to go back to, to being normal and actually seeing people and sitting around a table with more than six people ever again. But um, hopefully we will. And talking about being sociable, this week's guest is a really fun one. It's interesting. And it's someone I've been following for a while, someone I know personally as well. And her name is Laura Besbrod, and she is a matchmaker. She never used to be a matchmaker. Her background is PR and marketing. But she has ventured into this completely new industry, utilised all the skills that she's gleaned over the sort of past 30 years of working in communications and working with people and ideas and creativity. And she set up in February, just before the pandemic hit, a matchmaking business called the Matchmaker UK. You can't really make it up that you set up, you know, um, a face-to-face matchmaking business about three weeks before a global pandemic, but it happened. And what Laura's done brilliantly is she has, she thought on her feet and within a few weeks converted this whole new business that she thought would be based on, you know, real life meetings to an online dating agency. And she talks about this and we talk about the the difficulties that she she you know she comes across the joys from it and we just talk about the fact that she was a single mum she's got three kids and she has constantly kind of you know thought on her feet about next opportunities that she can do to to help her family and to bring in the creativity and the excitement that she also craves in her career so it's a really interesting one i've got a personal interest in matchmaking i i love doing it i've got a few lovely couples under my belt which i'm very proud of and most of my friends hear about all the time so it's it's definitely a personal one for me and i just love hearing about the process of putting two people together i haven't done you know any matchmaking for a little while i've always got my ears and eyes you know on the lookout and friends of mine always laugh about it but it is a really wonderful feeling knowing that you've put two souls together and hopefully you know they'll they'll spend a long happy life together and it's um it's it's an amazing feeling knowing that you're bringing happiness to two people so this is what Laura does every single day and she tells us about the the difficulties and all the different things that it, that comes with it's definitely not simple or easy but she is working with humans and she's t- and she works with people's lives and their happiness so I found it a really interesting conversation. So if you are single or you know someone that is single that's looking for love, that's really struggled, definitely a conversation to listen to. And I put all the information on the show notes as well. So if you do want to get in touch with Lara, you'll have all her details there. So here is my conversation with Lara Besbrode. everyone we have got Lara Besbrod from the Matchmaker UK as this week's guest it's very exciting I've been following your work I've been following the whole kind of starting up of the business and um, I knew you'd be a great guest on the podcast so welcome Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to speaking to you. The reason why I wanted to get you on was because I do see you as the epitome of an ambitious mum. I see you as someone that um, uses every tool in her box to get to where she needs to get to. You're a mum of three. You're divorced. You've Mm -hmm. gone via 
you know, lots of different places, including Germany and London, and you know, I live in Manchester. And I know that you've not had it easy. You've been a single mum for a long time and your background is PR and marketing. Yes. But you've now gone into a completely new industry, which is <laughs> a personal fascination of mine, which is matchmaking. Oh, and I'm actually a little bit jealous, I have to say, because <laughs> I, it is one of my favourite pastimes. And anyone that knows me knows that I have got quite a few marriages, actually, <laughs> into my belt. And I always had this kind of um, aspiration that I would be a matchmaker, but you have clearly gone and done it. So tell me a little bit about uh, why. why. The why really was um, a culmination of a very complicated set of events, starting from when I arrived post uh, leaving my ex-husband, which was 2014. And I arrived back in the UK and we can we can fill in the blanks later. And I carried on in my sort of PR marketing space for a few years whilst trying to obviously resettle, move house, get three children into school, juggle a career that quite frankly, I hadn't been in since, you know, um, a few years ago in the UK. And I worked very, very hard at that. And I found that as, as my agency got larger, my contact with the sort of day-to-day face-to-face sort of working directly with the client became more and more removed. And I found myself working more on the sort of admin logistics running of the business and a lot of the staffing issues and less and less in the sort of creative space, which is really my passion. Mm. Also this, you know, I had a really, really tough year last year and, and dare I say it, I thought that that would be the end of it and that I would take a healthy break, sit back, have a restock and think, you know, I turned 50 a couple of years ago and, and really sort of, what is it that I'm doing with my life? You know, it's sort of at a bit of a crossroads. I've gone as far as I can get in my career. I'm as high as I can get. I've done the everything from working in-house to working in agency to obviously working for myself, running my own agency, running staff, running teams. And, and I was bored, quite frankly. Um, you know, I was bored and not getting any satisfaction, not really wanting to get up in the morning. And I had a long, hard think about what I love doing. And I absolutely love meeting new people, hearing all their stories. And I've always been a great extractor of information. Mm. Uh, Probably like yourself, Kate, I'm one of these sorts of people where people just tell you their life story. You know, they come up to you and you always think you never get away at the party because someone's always telling you everything or, you know, you go to a mum's group or you're in the supermarket and everybody wants to talk to you. I've got that kind of face. And so with that in mind and with my own personal experience and the many, many single friends that I, that I had at the beginning of this year, I thought, uh, like you've probably done on a number of times, I know I'll be a matchmaker. Uh, it seemed like a really glamorous, exciting um, new career change. And were, I you thought, watching, were you watching Millionaire Matchmaker by any chance? Uh, You know, she actually wasn't on my radar as such. Um, I was seeing some, you know, I'd seen things like, you know, the blind, the blind first, you know, love at first sight on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm really fascinated. You know, I'd studied sociology way, way back, you know, in my student days, always been fascinated with people's 
ability to attract each other why do we attract and it's something that obviously when you work in in pr and in communication you have to have good communication skills you have to be able to read a person mm. and I also think you've either got it or you haven't. So like you've said, you know, it's something that you've enjoyed doing, but I can tell another person, you know, this is what I do. And it, they think it's absolutely horrific. You know, the, the, they shy away and think, oh my goodness, what well, you have to talk to people. And, you know, so, um, so the, the career change came, a lot of it was to do with sort of self-development, personal satisfaction, boredom, and quite frankly, I had to get food on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that combination gives you that extra drive, doesn't it? That yeah, can... it's no one thing. You know, when people say, Oh, you know, I woke up in the morning, had this amazing idea. Um, that may be so, but you tend to have a sort of a collection of ideas that start to, you know, it sort of starts started as a jumble in my head. And I, I tried not to take much notice of the jumble in my head, but then that voice got a little bit louder and started to say to me, what about this? And you start, your mind starts throwing concepts and ideas at you and they started to formulate. And it was literally a sort of a three o'clock in the morning menopausal moment. I got up and I thought, I wonder if this domain is ready. You know, I wonder if it's there. And lo and behold, I got, you know, the matchmaker.uk. Um, to the annoyance of just about every other matchmaker in the country who has since then um, I've met and I'm collaborating with and they're saying to me, you know, you jammy so-and-so. But it was just maybe completely obvious. Um, maybe it's because obviously my old, you know, my old-fashioned thoughts of what a matchmaker would be um, and sort of jumble all of that together. And of course, that's where the idea, and I had this quite sort of glamorous idea as to how it was going to look. Yeah. So we're obviously living in an era where everything's online. Tinder, you know, every single dating app is, is probably the go-to for this generation. And matchmaking just seems archaic. It seems like from Fiddler on the Roof, you know, all these kind of connotations. But actually, I believe that this is what the world is crying out for. Yes. They're done with the online swiping. Yes. And people are desperate to go back to that kind of like real connection of meeting people and, and knowing. And I know that a lot of religions do matchmaking and it's quite successful. I know there's obviously lots of horror stories and nightmares, but there is method to the madness of Absolutely. ticking lots of different boxes, find out people's, you know, interests beyond what a picture looks like. Yeah. How, how have people reacted to it? So the interesting sort of point to me calling it such an obvious name is the matchmaker. And so many of my contemporaries have really clever, fancy names like relationship therapist and dating expert and life coach and all of these really, really important sort of self-development and development sort of names when really what a lot of us are just doing is matchmaking. Now that sounds in its most simplest form, of course, is introducing one person to another person, but it actually is, it's incredibly hard because um, it's incredibly hard work, but very, very important because I think that if we sort of roll back to before the pandemic, when we'd become, you know, the whole Tinder swipe right, swipe left is very sort of much part of the disposable um, lifestyle that we've all been leave, leading for years, you know, whether it be fast clothes to fast love, everything's just been caught up in this sort of time precious kind of society. And I think that on the one hand, 
the pandemic came along and obviously threw our world into chaos and our social interaction has become uh, strained and obviously at the moment non-existent while we're all in lockdown. And what the reason why for me, Matchmaker and we're seeing such a sort of a revival of this. I mean, it's obviously been going, the, the industry has been going in the UK for several years, but it's on a massive growth trajectory because um, people just like they're getting bored of their, you know, I won't let say too many big names, but bored of, you know, the disposable big brands that create, you know, with the clothing, the cheap food. And it's exactly the same with the disposable relationships. Uh, people are quantity now. Yeah, people have sort of been at home. They maybe haven't had the holidays they should have been on. They haven't had all the, you know, the business lunches or the daily coffees or all the different sort of luxuries that we take for granted in our life. Had a more time to look at themselves, looked at themselves, especially if they are on their own. And lockdown and the pandemic has really highlighted for everybody, whether you are, you know, somebody who's lived your life and very, very old and home alone to an active person who's in a career, um, suddenly being alone has made people stop and think, well, is this the life that I really want to be, you know, to, to be living? Um, so for, for me, and certainly for, this is something that we talk about a lot in the, in the matchmaking world is the clients are coming to us who have never, ever, ever believed that they would be turning to a matchmaker. In fact, I took a lady on this morning um, who said to me, you know, I want it all yesterday. You know, I want, I want it all. I want it all to happen really, really fast. You must do this. You must do that. And I just said, you're just going to have to slow down slow yourself down and take time to enjoy this journey because when we all kind of click back to whatever life's going to be like post pandemic and everything speeds up again, which it will one day, you know, we really need to just, we're never going to have this time again. Yeah. I don't think, you know, the time to really stop, Yeah. you know, look at yourself. And, and of course that's where for me, certainly I saw an opportunity in the market. You're a, a person that's been divorced. And so you've gone down that whole, you know, dating after marriage and mm -hmm. being a single mum and, and working and knowing how exhausting life can be just yes. being a mum and trying to work and then thinking about, you know, relationships. So mm -hmm. I presume you were able to put yourself in the shoes of a lot of your clients who are coming to you post-divorce, bruised and battered, confidence low, self-esteem low. Where do you take them? What's the journey? Well, it's not just divorced, it's separated, it's widowed. You know, we, with the separated, they have to be mid, almost at the end of divorce. So there's all sorts of different journeys that we take them on. And of course, the most important conversation that I have with them and also with uh, my in-house therapists are, are they ready? And when I say ready, are they um, emotionally available? Um, you know, have they checked out? of the last relationship. And these are things that I have unfortunately experienced and been through quite, quite rightly, like as you've, as you've identified, and I have been on the day apps and I've experienced the ugliness of, you know, being catfished and love bombed and breadcrumbed and zombie. These are words that I had wow. never, ever heard of. Um, it's, it's an ugly, scary world out there but people put themselves through these terrible, terrible scenarios because they're lonely. Mm. So for me, um, it's really important in our sort of onboarding interviewing stage to really sort of address whether or not they're ready, 
And if they are in need of some support, and if they are in need of support, as I say, I do work with a number of experts in, in different fields because you may be ready, but you but dating may uncover some childhood trauma, or you may be ready, but you don't know how to date post-divorce. So again, it can be an hour's coaching in the things to say, the things to do, right down to image consultancy and sending photographers around because you know people really you know someone like myself have really never ever ever been in that dating space if you you've got a woman that comes to you yeah and she gets married and she's only known herself in that marriage all of a sudden you know you've got this opportunity to sort of spread you know spread your wings develop yourself Mm-hmm. And they can come to you with a new identity. You must see a lot of women who are kind of in the next chapters of their lives, like ready to embark on a new adventure. And I mean, this, I think this goes right back to your very, very, very first question to me um, with regards to, you know, I've had a change in career. It is, it's absolutely huge how much work has to go into preparing somebody for sort of for that next stage. And I absolutely love seeing people go through that development. I mean, people come to, to, to myself and to other matchmakers and literally expect us to make, wave a magic wand. You probably experienced this yourself, Kate, when you've made introductions, you wave the magic wand and you open your magic book and out flutters amazing people and that's our work done. What yeah. they don't anticipate is there's a lot of soul searching there. You know, we talk very, we give feedback, the potential um you know the client that we've introduced them to also gives feedback you have to be able to take the constructive criticism we may come back after a certain amount of time and want to work with you on different different things exactly like we've touched on your personality or i mean i've got one particular client who and 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 you know people have no idea when they embark on this journey and she's she's racist and she's made it clear that you know she won't go on dates with certain criteria and this was something for myself that I hadn't anticipated mm-hmm. I hadn't anticipated that I would deal with um, homophobia with anti-semitism with racism and 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 I do because when people give their preferences and they say things like again a, a chappy that I spoke to earlier, he said, oh, you know, I've got no problem, but I can't date a such and such such lady because my mother won't speak to them. And so it's, you're not just working with your, your client, you're working with potentially their siblings, their friends, their parents, because there's so, you know, it's the extended um, social circle. So yes, very, very interesting. Wow. You don't realize how nuanced it is into the nitty gritty of it. Absolutely. And essentially like, you know, like you say, you are, you're working with people and you, you, and it's something very personal and people, I guess, have to kind of open their souls a little bit to you and tell them, you know, tell you where they're at in their lives and where they have been and the road that they've come down. So you, you must be hearing all sorts and putting all your skills that you've accumulated over the years. I mean, yes. Oh my (laughs) goodness. I mean, you know, I, I, I often sort of sit back and think, oh my goodness, that will make a great show. That will make a great film. And it gets to the point where just when I think, in that day, there can't be any more shocking stories that I've heard. The next day starts and I'll speak to a client and I'll have another shocking story. 
And, you know, it's, it's just the human psyche, you know, the way people behave and the things that they've been through that brings them to, to me. And I suppose that, again, is what makes the, it makes the job very, very enriching. And there are no two days that are the same. So you start the business and then how many months later did we go into lockdown? Like, was it literally? Like, it was at the beginning. It was the first lockdown. I came up with the idea in February. And we went into lockdown in March. And um, I very, very quickly adapted the whole business strategy, which thank God, you know, I've got marketing knowledge and have come from sort of digital marketing and already had an online e-commerce knowledge to be able to think about how I was going to completely redesign what I was going to do and move it swiftly on to online. And, and that gave me a little bit of a head start against sort of quite a few of my contemporaries who were already quite well established. So what I mean is virtual dating, social distance dating, mm. being able to put out, you know, date tips, dating tips in the pandemic and so on and so forth. So you've, you've basically harnessed the old fashioned style of matchmaking and brought it up to, you know, the 21st century yeah. where Tinder isn't what's needed anymore, but you still need to have that kind of modern edge, you know, yeah. and especially, I guess, if you're, you're matching people from around the world or different cities yeah. that this was always going to have to be the, you know, the yeah. option because to spend money on a plane ticket or a train ticket for yeah. a lot of people isn't an option. Yeah. It personally, to me, sounds like if you were going to have to go back into that dating world and you didn't want to have to go down, you know, the apps, this is, you know, the best option because I don't know, I I have a brother who's single and I don't see how the people, do people meet each other in bars and clubs and restaurants anymore? No. I feel like that was what used Definitely. to happen, but yeah, exactly. it doesn't happen anymore. I mean, something that, um, you know, one of my recent uh, social media posts was uh, was really sort of raising the whole point of gone are the days of that instant chemical attraction when your eyes cross, you know, when your eyes meet across, the, you know, the, the dance floor, or you could be across the shopping aisle, or you could be stood next to each other at a traffic light, because A... Um, we're extremely um, sensitive to our body, our personal body space. Now, if we're outside, we are not open to any strangers coming into that body space. And of course, everybody's got different things going on. You know, could it be that that person, you know, he's shielding his mum because you know she's got diabetes or whatever, you know, ailment, and this person maybe's had COVID and and doesn't care about it. So we've got all these different sort of layers of anxiety. Um, so what I did very, very early on, and this is quite different to um, my, again, going back to, you know, my competitors, the sort of normal matchmaking route is you will introduce your client by swapping numbers. And I, um, one of the things that I do and what's really important in the matchmaking journey, which again is really important sort of in the pandemic is whereas you're unable to meet people, what I do is I'm meeting people all the time online. I'm very active in networking groups and just from my own sort of global connections. So I've met the person, I've interviewed the person 
I've checked that person, I've ID checked that person, and then I will be bringing that person literally into your living room via a Zoom call, introducing them to you. So of course, obviously, you know about them because you've read the profile that I've prepared and we've interviewed them and so on and so forth, and they've, they've seen you. I won't, I won't go into all of the details mm-hmm. as to how it happens, but the beauty of that is from the comfort of your living room, um, we can create a virtual date that can have cocktails delivered. You can have afternoon tea. You can have um, a picnic together. You could have a, a chef. We can arrange for a, a chef to zoom in and uh, speak to both of you and teach you how to cook. You can have someone baking with you. I mean, the list is endless, but all that's happened is you just haven't left your house. Time will come when, of course, we'll have you meeting each other properly and social distancing and you know step by step but you know we're bringing that to people who are for whatever reason isolated whether they're working at home whether they are you know self-isolating all the different complexities that the current pandemic is bringing wherever you are in the country or the world it gives people the opportunity to actually talk and not get um i guess kind of focused on other things potentially like shoes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I, I've been married for 17 years but it always used to judge a man on his shoes oh yeah uh, if he wasn't wearing the right shoes that would be it like I literally couldn't get past past that so he could yeah. have had all the jokes in the world and been as lovely and, and whatever but <laughs> his shoes spoke the whole the whole story to me because and I fingernails can... shoes and fingernails yeah. for me yeah exactly clean non-bitten fingernails so these are things so it's in a way it's good because you kind of like hide the shoes but you know potentially it's bad because the shoes can make an appearance two or three dates down down the line however however here comes the clever part i've done all that work beforehand i've interviewed them i've grilled them there isn't very much that i don't know about them my psychotherapist has interviewed them. We may also get a dating coach in as well if we think that they require. So we've, so we often we have a look at a lot of pictures of them and we ask them how recent they are and we yeah. I I do a video interview, and I also get them to stand up. I you know I have a real drill down, mm. and if I think that you know I'll say to them. If, is that what you're wearing? Also, when we have the Zoom day, I've got a set of rules and it might sound sort of silly, but you'd be amazed at how many people have got it wrong when we've started the Zoom date. They could have been in their bedroom, laying on their bed. You know, the rule of the Zoom day is that you would be acting in the way that you would on a first day if you were out and you would not be laying on your back, obviously, on your bed, in your bedroom. Yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't be sat on the loo. Um, you name it, it's happened. So, so there is a level of coaching that happens. And of course, it's at that point that the, um, you know, one of, our, one of our clients can say to us, well, you know, should I wear this? Should I wear that? Um, and we get to know them well enough that sometimes I'm, I'm always sort of, I get both sides will come into the Zoom, gives me a few minutes in the day to say to them, oh, goodness me, is that what you're wearing? You know, it's a great icebreaker yeah. or, oh, look, you need to change your lighting or how are you without your glasses on? Or, you know, so we, we coach along the way to try and make the experience as fantastic for them both. And I think people need that. I do. I think when if you're going back into the world of, of dating again, depending yeah. on what circumstance you're in, you know, you might not have that support system in place. That's right. You, you might have, you know, 
the wrong type of family that aren't giving you the right advice or wouldn't dream of Absolutely. telling you that, you know, you need to get your hair cut. Absolutely. So I quite like the fact that you've got this sort of straight talking, no nonsense approach because, you know, unless you're being unkind, which hopefully you're not. Not at all. A lot of people need a little, you know, push in the right direction to, to get to where they are. Um, and There's, people are set yeah. in their ways, don't they, as well? <laughs> There's something that's really interesting that I've um, identified, and obviously I've had this sort of quantified by speaking to um, experts in sociology and also sort of in the sort of psyche of, of the, the, the chemical reactions as to what happens in the body, etc., when we are meeting somebody for the first time and how does that happen if we are now behind a screen. And something very interesting happens in the way that the mind is still and it's pretty much the same for all of us. When we find somebody attractive, we could be 20, 30, 40, or 50, or even older, we still have that fixed um, attraction to a type that was the type that we were attracted to when we were very young. So that's imprinted in our mind. So when I was 20, I was attracted to a certain type because I was looking, without me knowing, I was obviously looking for a man to breed with, for want of a better word. And I was looking for that type of relationship. And of course, he had to be fit, healthy, athletic, good looking, obviously have clean fingernails and good shoes. So all of these components. So when I'm then roll forward to in my 50s, my brain, you know, in my mind, that is the only thing I programmed to look at. However, men do not look like that in their 50s and 60s and 70s. You know, the body changes as women change. Exactly the same process happens. I mean, there are, it's a very small percentage of society that, you know, looks great, kept their looks, kept their figures, and very little has changed. You know, to the, the rest of us, yeah. life moves not, on. It's not LA. You know, it's not LA. Life moves on. And so what's really interesting is how men and women approach um, coming to this journey, you know, a woman will, no matter what age, very interesting, will come with a long list of their preferences. And men are, no matter what they say, are 100% physical. Mm. So a man is driven by an image and he will make the decision on the image. And the woman will be driven by all sorts of different elements. It can be looks, it can be the information that we give her, it can be what she's read for herself, it can be body language. It's really, really fascinating. And so as a matchmaker, with that in mind, we go to the man first with the information. And if I'm working with my um, clients who've come from the LGBTQT mm. um, division if you like again i have a different 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 way of approaching it and yet again they come with their own preferences and so we have to have a way of breaking down the barriers of being able to communicate somebody's qualities that aren't just based on our pre-programmed physical requirement and that's what i find not only the most challenging but it's really really interesting and of course it's it's really about that's the journey you take the person on that's the whole sort of the self-development and it can be very empowering for them and also especially if you've got a very stubborn client who comes and says you know I want this this and this and I'll have nothing else 
Uh, that's normally on day one by sort of the third month. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a different relationship with that person. And I guess that's, that comes from my, my 30 years experience, you know, in the communications industry. I have to bring the other skills into play. And it's interesting what you say about empowering because, um, you know, my, my podcast is, um, it is, I, I, it's an empowering podcast. I wanted to sort of yes. bring in lots of different women who can help inspire and motivate and empower um, women who are, you know, potentially a few steps behind in the journey. Yes. And, you know, I, my parents got divorced and I, and I do remember that, you know, my mum after the divorce, it was difficult. Um, you, you know, you've got to find your confidence again uh, and you've got to get to that point where you feel like yourself, but mm-hmm. potentially a new version of yourself after, after divorce. Yeah. So it's interesting that you talk about the empowerment because what you're offering is, is a version of, you know, life coaching and yeah confidence building Mm. and potentially bringing new options to someone that wouldn't have considered that before so they could have spent five years on the apps only swiping the the men that they normally would go for yes it's almost kind of like a a divine intervention (laughs) that you're bringing in (laughs) and and offering them something different that they wouldn't have considered so I think that is really empowering that they're making that choice but also that they're able to bring to you their choices yes and and kind of be quite strong with that um because they're in a position where they can choose now yes i mean ultimately you know it's you know i don't want to sort of sound as if you know they come with one thing and we completely reprogram reprogram the the individual and send them in another direction really really important that you know we listen to our clients and and again for me Um, The way that I look at it is everybody that comes to me is a brand new brand, if you like. And especially if they've come to me um, post-divorce or separated or exactly like you've said, they've, you know, they've got a, they've been potentially married for years and years and years and years and, uh, and they've lost their way and they come to me and they don't really, you know, maybe a friend's referred them or, you know, and it's quite, it's quite similar to how you feel, you know, when you're starting a new business, you know, you don't really know which direction to go, but you know that you need some sort of help, but you don't really know who to get it from. And so if people have, you know, suggested you go and talk to this person, you go and talk to that person. And I literally do have people who the mums rung me or the brothers rang me or the best friends rung me. And this poor person's a bit like, you know, a bit like a rabbit in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's so, it's really interesting. It's, it's almost like starting that person back on a new journey. And it, it's, it's a really, really enjoyable experience. And I've always loved new business um, and the excitement of brand building, launching new business. And I really do see every single person. It's like starting a new business all over again with each, each different person, because everybody has a completely different journey that they want to go on. And, and, it, and it doesn't always work. There are some people that it just, you know, for whatever reason, they reject, you know, continuously reject the options that are put in front of them. Some people, as, as you have in all journeys of life, um, they just won't change. They won't accept change. And, you know, they are unchangeable. Um, doesn't matter what you recommend to them because they take it as, a, as a, almost like a personal insult. That so you tell, me, tell me about, like, so you must have some good success stories. Tell me what that does to you for 
in, I guess, from, from like a soul perspective, because yeah. bringing two people together and hopefully, you know, they, they fall in love and they live happily ever after. Yeah. That's, that's a really big thing. And that's something that is really important to, yeah. you know, bringing happiness to others and, and being that vehicle for them. What, you know, what's it done to your, I guess, your purpose in life, your happiness, your spirituality? Have you been yeah. looking at life in a different way since you've set up the business? Yeah. Yep. So, um, I'm certainly, even though it's a very, very stressful job and I seem to work the longest hours that I've ever worked, I get so much personal satisfaction from it. I think a lot of it boils down to the fact that I am a hopeless romantic and I truly believe, um, that there is somebody out there for everybody. I do not believe in love at first sight, but I do believe that you can forge incredible um, bonds with people that you never believed. And so for me, every day is, uh, it's just inspiring. And yes, I've had some fantastic people. Obviously I only, I only started this in, in March, but already I'm getting testimonials from people. I mean, the most recent one, I think you may have seen on, on Facebook where um, I matched the couple in the first lockdown. They first, they did three months worth of virtual dating. When they, we came out of it very briefly in the summer, they were able to sort of actually meet and do normal things together. They had one month of normal dating and then they went back into the tier system and because they weren't in the same town and back into lockdown. And they reached out to me recently just to say that they were sort of coming up to six months and the relationship was going really great and that they were now doing the um, virtual dates that they'd learned the first time round with me and just to say that they couldn't believe you know that they'd been on such a journey because they've had you have to really communicate with someone you know it's very different to perhaps sitting next to them in in the movies watching a movie not speaking and then going home on the you know so life is very different in dating and yes getting those sorts of testimonials are you know just make my day fantastic I think that's what it is, isn't it? Because yes, the first few months of a new relationship is really exciting and you've got all the passion and you've got all the excitement, but essentially what we've recognized, you know, over the past year is that we need someone to sit next to on the couch and watch TV in our pajamas and have dinner, you know, with our hair tied up with no makeup on. And that is what a relationship is. Yes, it's fun to go traveling and do all these like exciting romantic things yeah. that hopefully we'll all, you know, be able to do again. Yes. But you need to be able to, this is the way I see the fundamentals of a relationship is make each other laugh and smile every day yeah. and feel comfortable enough to be completely yourself, completely stripped back. And yeah. that, that's it. So it's almost like you're working backwards at the moment, isn't it? Because if you, people can just sit in their living rooms talking about life and then you know it's reverse whatever they talk exactly so you, you can get all swept away if someone takes you to a three michelin star restaurant overlooking the river yeah. and not be able to have an in-depth conversation so i actually think maybe this pandemic for you might be a blessing in disguise for your clients <laughs> i think that um absolutely you've hit the nail on the head people it's it's all gone in reverse and as we talked about earlier on it's all about valuing your time, valuing the other person's time and getting to know people properly. I just think that it's been a big reset button for so many people. A lot of people have looked at their lives, their relationships, their careers, 
um, and whether you know just exactly who they are this year more than any time that I can remember in my life and it seems to be a sort of a very sort of regularly talked about subject where people are you know people have been furloughed they've been made redundant so again you know it's the number one topic is you know what's happened in your life and somebody will say to you either you know because of the pandemic they've either been very poorly or they've either lost their work or their relationship has broken down or their life's been normal you know uh, which again I've I, I have to say that I don't think anyone that I know has not been touched in some way by this pandemic. So I think that for me with, with the business, you know, would I, if I'd have known what was coming, would I have changed anything? Um, no, I, I, I think that the one thing it's not as glamorous as I thought, I thought it would all be sort of fa fairy tale and happy endings. I think that, um, you know, I thought that for strangely um, that this business would be the most straightforward, but, un you know, like every other business, you just have to put the hours in. It's a hard, hard graft. And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, setting up this business or any other business. It's exactly the same. This is my third business um, that I've set up in my life um, with, a, with a young family. And it's just as challenging so <laughs> it's definitely not for the for the faint-hearted not for the faint-hearted but i no. guess with this you've got the passion excuse the pun of <laughs> doing something that you know is enhancing other people's happiness oh, yes. and like 100%. you say you know every day is a new day so yeah. I, I totally get that um it, it, it really does sound hard it's like recruitment but on steroids really isn't it yeah. because you're dealing with people's emotions yes Yes. And they say, don't they, never work with children and animals. Well, I want to add to that. I want to say children, animals and people's love lives. I mean, they've got to be because, you know, we are the most precious mm. about our love life because often it's the, it's the one area that we don't give any attention to. We expect nature and life to make it happen. And when people then sort of look at their life and think, ah, right, okay, so now I want to be with someone. What do I do? Help. You know, it's a bit like when you first have a baby, Kate, and, and, and you're left with this baby and you think, now what? You know, you don't get a guide on how to be a parent. You just have to learn on the job, don't you? And I suppose people have bumbled through their relationships. Um, and then when it all goes wrong, you literally are. It's like, well, what do I do? Who do I turn to? So... I think I definitely think this, this time has been, you know, has held a magnifying glass over lots of people's relationships. Yeah, definitely. Strengthen them probably in some cases and, you know, yeah. the other cases people, it hasn't been as easy, but I don't think we'll ever look at our relationships. I don't think we'll ever take relationships for granted again. I think, you know, we're being able to just jump on a plane for a, a mm -hmm. long weekend or just go to a hotel for the night, you know, yeah. these little things that, yeah it would be really exciting, but we would take it for granted. Yeah. So, you know, Jake, my husband and I, um, we, we ended up going for a dog walk yesterday on our own with no children. Wow. The first time in, I can't even remember months and months and months. And we had two hours walking out the dogs, just the two of us. I felt like we'd been away for a week. Incredible. We talked, we talked about things that we didn't we normally talk about when the kids were around. We, you know, reflected Wonderful. and, you know, then we came home and life resumed and, you yes. know, I started cooking and he started emptying the bins and all the things, but yeah. that two hours um, was amazing. So I think we will definitely 
think the perspective has changed and I, and I hope that your clients get the best of it because yeah. I don't like you say who knows if we'll ever have this reset button hopefully we won't yeah hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we don't have a reset button quite like this but I think that something that you've just touched on and I would sort of suggest to you to try and give yourself and your husband in your relationship that time whether it be an hour a month but that you I mean, without sort of sounding like, you know, a reminder of what we used to call date night, where we'd go out and get a babysitter and whatever. You can just having that space to be adults and together, but not parents and not working and so on and so forth. That's really, really valuable. And it's very similar to just going on a Zoom date uh, with each other, because in that Zoom date, you know, my clients are 100% focused on each other. There is no distraction. They're not in a bar. They're not in a cinema. They're not on a dance floor. You know, they're not walking down the street. There's nowhere to go. So an hour talking to somebody on a Zoom day is quite similar to what you've just described. And um, it's intense, but also it's very rewarding. And that's something that hopefully you'll find some space for yourselves because you both deserve it when you've got busy, busy family lives. True. And I think we forget who we, who we used to be before we had kids before we had responsibilities it's very easy in the day-to-day life to really remember what you know what turned us on what made us happy what made us you know you know excited us yes yes very you know it's very difficult to find that again when you've had kids so it's it's quite nice that you're giving people this opportunity to take them away from that parenting role and be them again yes just a sort of a tip to anybody who's listening in who maybe is struggling in their relationship who maybe is sort of stuck in the house with the person that you know and and the kids and they're working from home and they've been juggling you know homeschooling and pets you know I don't know I I know that your household's very busy like like mine Kate except for the fortunate thing for me is that I don't have the uh the the ex-husband around even though anyway I digress so the the point is that if there's anybody struggling then it is really 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 important to find the time in your day to give yourself a time out and that time out from absolutely everything that can be as simple as you know literally to unplugging from every because we're much more plugged in now because we're indoors and we're stuck you've just got to unplug from everything turn off every electric thing from the kettle the tv because they all buzz make noise etc and go and get some fresh air just stand outside your house if you're if you're in a high-rise block of flats you know and you can get out get in the lift get downstairs run outside fill your lungs with air do 10 minutes of fresh air before you go back in. It's so important because that little moment of self-love for yourself can be all it takes to stop an argument brewing or to start a disagreement or that feeling of resentment against the other person. It could even be a flatmate or a parent, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or a work colleague that, you know, who, who knows what your circumstances are, but it's just having that reset button to give yourself a little bit of self-love. And uh, this is something that I talk about a lot to my clients because they, you know, they come to me all different, all different stages of the day and all different stages in their life. Um, so I'm a real, you know, I'm a real stickler for a little bit of self-love. 
Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, how can people find you? How can people, you know, see what you do? What's your website? My website is thematchmaker.uk. My Facebook page is The Matchmaker UK. Instagram is The Matchmaker UK. Nice and easy. Uh, yeah. Um, you will find me with the hashtag The Matchmaker UK on Instagram. You'll find me with the same on Facebook. And, you know, I'm because of my digital past, as, as you know, Kate, I'm, I'm very, very active across uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I don't have, you know, I've never been in love with Twitter. So it isn't my, you know, it isn't the place that I hang out. But, you know, I may sort of start going into the Twitter space, but I'm definitely sort of moving more onto LinkedIn. And everything that I do on Facebook, all my Facebook lives will soon be sort of appearing on YouTube and, and, and TikTok. So, yes, a little dabble everywhere, but really, really important. You know, you can find me very simply by just putting thematchmaker.uk. Otherwise, you'll get every matchmaker in the UK yeah. appear. So you do, when you say you do um, Facebook lives, so these, are these some like free resources that people can sort of tap Absolutely. into? Absolutely. Totally you know, advice. Yep, yep. I'm talking to dating coaches, life coaches, all sorts of interesting individuals. I'd love to have you, Kate, on one of my Facebook lives coming up. So the idea being that at one o'clock, uh, most days of the week, I will be talking about something to do with dating or relationships or life. Um, and it gives people the opportunity to ask all sorts of fun questions. Okay, so we'll make sure that all of the details are on the show notes. Um, thank you, Lara. It's been fascinating. I've asked all the questions I've wanted to ask. I'm probably, you know, forgetting a few, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really good. So thank you. And um, I hopefully we'll speak very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye. So that is this week's episode done. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd love to know if some of the insights resonated with you or if there were some takeaways that you're possibly able to apply to your life. I would really love to hear your feedback and perspective on today's conversation as well. Perhaps we talked about a topic that sparks something within you, or you have something to offer to the other listeners. Either way, I would love to hear from you. In order to help grow the Ambitious Mum community and allow the podcast to be heard by other people, please do rate, subscribe and share it across your social networks. This will really help with the visibility of a new podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Coaching by Kate and do use the hashtag The Ambitious Mum Podcast so I can find your comments easily. So please do get in touch if you have any more to say. I'll also provide all links to my guests and my contact details on The Ambitious Mum show notes too. See you next week. Thank you.